Hello, Swim Talkers, and welcome to this week's edition of Torpedo Swim Talk. I'm your host, Danielle Sperling, and each week we sit down with a master swimmer from around the world and bring you their swimming journey. Before I introduce today's guest, just a reminder to check out our new bite-sized pod, TST Quick Splash. It's released on Wednesdays and is full of news updates, info and training tips from around the master swimming world. And without further ado, today's guest is a superb master's pool and open water swimmer, New South Welshman, Aaron Cleland. There you go, Mark. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're really welcome. Where are you based in New South Wales? I'm in the Hills area, northwest Sydney. So um, I train out of um, Blacktown. Um, but also swim with a, a junior squad at Mould High School. And so it turns out. So, um, yeah, enough to keep me busy. Oh, that's great. When when was the last uh, time you had a swim? Today or yesterday? Yeah, this morning, actually. Um, Friday morning skills and drills. So, yeah, it's a little bit more relaxed. But, um, yeah, it really, really gets you thinking. So, um you need a, need a bit of that every now and again to, to break up your, your routines. So do you spend half of your week with ma- a master's club training and then the other half with a junior age group squad? Is that is that the way you structure it? Yeah. yeah, I actually do my mornings with the junior squad um, and that's where I pretty much do all my hard work. Um, I do have a recovery session by myself. On a, on a Tuesday afternoon, and then I, I coach and train um, our Masters Club on a Thursday. Um, and that that there I sort of use for a bit of recovery for myself. Um, but, yeah, all the, all the hard work's done with the junior squad. Um, I've got kids there that keep me on my toes, and it's just quite a good little bit of banter we have going on. They don't like being beaten by an old, an old man, and um, I, I like to teach them a lesson or two if I can. <laughs> So how long do those sessions go for in the mornings with the junior squad? Um, about an hour 15 to an hour and a half. Um, I usually go training and then go straight to work. So a lot depends on what my schedule is at work for the day and the week. Um, if I can stay in a little bit longer, I'll stay in a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, it just sort of works around that. Yeah. That sounds good. How far would you go in a normal session with the junior squad? Uh, it depends. Um, our Monday morning is uh, is an aerobic set, so that sort of just blows off the the cobwebs from the weekend. Um, so it you know just short rest type work. Um, but you know we'll cover. You know if we're putting kilometres on the arms, we'll we'll get through over five k in an hour fifteen. Um, and then Tuesdays. Is usually a, a a kick and pull set, um, so it, yeah, we really nut out the kick on that, and we'll we'll do some time trials, different different distances. Um, Wednesday straight into heart rate. Um, that's probably one of my favourite sessions. Right. Um, so that one there would probably be around the the four k, um, and obviously if we come into taper, um, you know, we do less. Thursday mornings are sleeping. <laughs> Oh, good. And Fridays, yeah, skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fr- Fridays are skills and drills and, and Saturdays another heart rate set. 
Right. Oh, it's a busy week that you've got there. Plus you've got obviously a professional life. So how do you fit family, professional life and training all together? It's a busy schedule. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot of, lot of room for movement. Um, I've probably come to realise that over the last few years. So over the past few weeks, you've had two competitions, the Campbelltown Masters competition and then the Cold Classic. How do you go about yeah. going from pool comp to an open water swim and tell us which one you prefer and how they both went? Look, going from a, a pool swim to open water, I, I purely look at the open water as as a bit of fun and, and a getaway. Um, I try not to take it too serious. It's... Um, just something I like to get out and break that cycle. Um, so I'm not not too worried. You now, obviously, you want to do well, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, just something I prefer to try and relax and enjoy the environment with. Um, Results-wise, uh, I have to say the the Campbelltown meet um, wasn't wasn't overly fast but for what i'm doing in training how it felt the executions um everything was is shaping up pretty well hopefully for a, a pretty solid nationals which yeah. which is next on the bucket list yep um yeah so so that's sort of what what we're focusing on at the moment we've got a, a big back end of the year um in new south wales with you know we will finish off on pan packs and some endurance races um Obviously, the the worlds aren't, you know, that keeps forever changing. I know. Um, yeah, so that that's a bit bit hard. You, you just got to reset and refocus, which you know initially is a bit of a shock, but you just got to. Everyone's in the same boat, so we'll um. Yeah, absolutely. Keep training for it, and you know it'll happen when it happens. So. Yeah. Well, at least we have some dates now. So obviously they've postponed it to next year, but and I, I just saw in the last few days they've put it to August next year. So fingers yeah. crossed that goes ahead and we have no more postponements and uh, we've all got something to, um, you know, it's good to have a, a big goal like that in the future. I think it really hones your training in. How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, look, it's. You, you, I think you need those goals. Um, you need your, your small ones and you need your large ones, you know, you need, you need those um, stepping stones, so to speak, and and I find that nationals are very much part of that. As much as the the smaller meets, like the BPS meets, to keep you on track, so you're not too far away from where you need to be. Um, but yeah, look, when I came came back in 2017, yeah, 2017 was my first race. It was all about worlds and placing all those stepping stones towards it so um we're just moving them out a little bit further now yeah absolutely let's let's pivot and take take us back right to the very beginning of your swimming career how did you get started in swimming as a youngster um well I learned to dog paddle with tony shaw um when i was four um right. yeah and and after that i i stepped away um had a brief soccer career and crossed over with swimming. And, yeah, when I started high school at 11, um, my parents just said swimming or soccer and I, I chose swimming. And um, I wasn't a natural. I don't, I don't believe I was a natural. I, I worked very hard. I, from a breaststroke, I, 
I think I stopped being disqualified when I was 13. <laughs> um, but I, I joined um, Blacktown, Blacktown Swimming Club when I was nine. And yeah, I was a member there all the way to the end of my, my career at 23. Yeah, that, that's sort of where it started. And, you know, got a little bit of a, I think I just missed nationals when I was 12 for the 200 fly. And that was enough encouragement to, you know, try and get that that national swim. And, and once you get that first one, you know, it, it more came. And I just enjoyed the the competition and what swimming had to offer as a sport. and you know, it, it led to, you know, more things for me. So, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed the journey and, and what the sport's done and given me. Yeah, absolutely. What what sort of strokes, you, you mentioned breaststroke, were you mainly focusing on that back then? I know you swim a lot of it now. When I started off, I was actually a sprint freestyler. Um, right. Which, which was quite ironic because I, I don't really enjoy it now. Um, but, yeah, just over the years that, it was my butterfly and then my back and my breast. It, it probably finished off on my breast. Um, but, yeah, the form strokes were, were where my strength lied. Um, yeah. You know, if only there was, you know, a form stroke medley, I, I probably would have placed a lot better <laughs> instead of doing the, yeah. the, the freestyle at the back end. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, it was, yeah, the form strokes at different times, they, they came on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just as I got older, the, the breaststroke kicked in. Yeah, and did you did you swim two and four hundred medleys, or just stick to the short the shorter one? Yeah, yeah, I did all back. Yeah, we did everything. Um, yeah, you know because you know when you're a medley swimmer, or that's what you train for. You you do have your ups and downs with with different strokes, but you know we we tended to fill in the holes. So you know I did like the middle distance. So you know a two hundred back and a two hundred fly. You know, quite often to be entering those as well, and in the shorter ones, um, you know, be entering the hundreds, and just depended where it fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it was mainly the four hundred medley. It's it's one of those events you, you sort of love to hate. I think you know when it's it can be really rewarding, but it you know it can also be very brutal. Um, you know, there's no no hiding from it really. So yeah, it was, there were some swims there that I, I did enjoy. Were you um, training all throughout high school and how many yes. sessions were you doing during that time? Yeah, high school, like a, a lot's changed and, and that's probably what I'm enjoying about the Masters and, and swimming with the juniors now, we're having that much time out. But back then, um, the amount of training that we did, I someone asked me the other morning, so we do um, during the week, the weekdays, there'd be an hour of gym and then a hour, hour 15 of swim five days a week and you'd back that up two hours in the pool at night. And and we didn't do the kilometres as as much as some of the other clubs, but, you know, there was a lot of training and then there was Saturday morning, it was an hour gym and, and two hours of swim. Yeah. Um, so when you sort of tally all that up and then you're trying to fit in homework and, and everything else, it, you know, it, it's a real... You know, you've got to really respect what your parents do for you. It's um, there was a lot of driving, a lot of effort put into into all of us kids to be able to do any of that, yeah, um, and support it all and feed us and do the whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the way that swimming's evolved in the last few years because I was very much of the same sort of um, mentality back then. I I used to do twelve sessions a week when I was um, mm. an age grouper, 
And I love the fact now that they're sort of, you know, maybe doing eight and they're doing gym and recovery and recovery is a huge thing. Recovery wasn't even spoken about. We didn't even have a water bottle at the end of the pool. And if you wanted to get out and go and get a drink, you were, um, you know, there was no way you were allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to go and get a drink of water during a training session because you'd miss a, you'd miss a repeat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's good to see how it's changed. And and I think, um, like I said, it, you know, if I had to jump back in and it been the same grind as we did before, I, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have lasted this long. Um, but just the science that, has come into the sport and what's known now, like you said, with recovery and and you, as as you said, you know the twelve sessions a week. Um, probably a massive mental challenge I've had is rest is your friend. Um, yeah. And you know, sitting down and it's like oh, I should be at the pool or should rest, and you have this internal battle. Um, you'd sort of feel a bit lazy doing something, but or doing nothing. But you um. I usually fill that in with going for a gentle walk now and find that sort of ticks me over. But, yeah, I've, I've come to realise that, that you need to rest as you get older. Absolutely. I think it's a valuable lesson that Masters athletes learn along the way because you do have that mindset from your teenage years because it's in ground, sort of ingrained yeah. in you. Um, and it is, it is a change in mindset to think to yourself, yep, I need to sleep in, I need to rest today, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part, saying it's okay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And why did you quit as a um, as an age grouper? Um, yeah, I had recurring SI injuries. Um, so, you know, I, I could I was working with a, a sports physician at Waitara at the time and a, and a physio in Parramatta, and um, you know, it, it'd be one of those things I'd. I'd be on the path to to mending it and it'd be as little as going to sleep and waking up and, you know, I could, I had shooting pains down my leg and I could barely walk. Um, So I had problems with both hips at at different times that the one good thing, it wasn't both at once. And yeah, when it, when it finally settled down and we started getting somewhere, um, I, I was just beaten mentally and, to seeing where I was at and trying to work and, um, you know, obviously would have loved to have made an Australian team and represented, um, you know, that didn't didn't quite get there. Um, and then you, you have a look at, you know, if you're going to make those teams, it's a performance on the day and, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one, there's a lot of people in the same boat that, you know, have, have swum really well and, you know, didn't was sick or misfortunes come across them on the day, and and yep. unfortunately they didn't get that that chance to represent um, that particular meet. Um, so there's a lot of that that goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think just at the end of it, you know, I was 23 and my mind wasn't there, and um, yeah, I just I sort of stepped right away from it. I yeah, I sort of if anything, I I turned my back on a sport that gave me so much. Um, yeah, which was I look back now and it was the wrong thing, but I I did it for that was that's how I dealt with it, unfortunately. Yeah. So um yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a very common thought that a lot of people have. And it, it's more a protection mechanism as well, just stepping away and having that complete break. Um mm-hmm. but it's great that you've discovered master swimming. How did how did you discover it and what attracted you to it? 
Um, look, I always knew Masters was there. Blacktown had a, a very big Masters club when I was a junior and, um, you know, I think I was 16 or 17 and they were trying to lure me into it. And, you know, I suppose there was a bit of stigma about, you know, joining Masters, you know, yep. as as a competitive swimmer back then, um, you know, and I, I just sort of, at that time, it was, wasn't something I was interested in and, you know, it all started back for me, just wanting to look after myself and be a better father for my boys and, and fitter and just being able to share things with them, you know, um, you know they're going to get bigger and stronger and everything and I'd like to keep up with them. Yes. Um, yeah, so I just started off as a few laps and, you know, obviously the old mindset kicks in and you start watching the clock a little bit and, yep. you know, your ambitions probably get mixed up with your abilities. So I found out and, and I look, I, I wanted to, you know, just get in and have a have a splash and um, just see what, what happened. And, um, you know, obviously I knew about Masters. It was just a matter of looking through the clubs and I, I actually did, I didn't actually, I knew of Blacktown, but I did look around at other clubs. Um, right. I had to find a club that I that I wanted to, that was going to fit for me as well. Yes. Um, you know, because obviously some cater, cater differently. They might be a little bit more social, a little bit more competitive or whatever. So yes. I ended up going down and, and trying it and, and it all worked pretty well. And and then, you know, the Olive Branch came out with, with um, Greg Tal and Aquablitz and, yeah, that, that's when I joined the junior squad and it's all sort of accelerated from there. What do you enjoy most about it now as opposed to when you were, you know, swimming when you were younger? Um, I really get a kick out of, you know, the, the people that picked up swimming later in life and not necessarily competed much when they were young and, you know, hearing their stories and, and what's got them involved and, you know, for, for someone that swam as a junior, um, it's sort of like riding a bike. Um, you you kind of know what you've got to do. And, you know, when you're a little bit older, it can be a little bit harder to pick up. And um, just seeing people like one of the one of the guys I train with, um, he picks it up at 39.40 and, you know, he'd watch, you know, always interested in swimming and he'd, he'd watch all the big names and, you know, at the Olympics and the whole lot and, He's yeah. thrown himself in there and, you know, and he, he's actually quite a good swimmer, um, quite a natural swimmer. And, you know, just, and then for them to, um, you know, you go to the bigger meets like where the state nationals and whatever and every now and again you, you get some of, the, some of the old swimmers back and it's just nice rubbing shoulders and, you know, the common person, you know, you can be sharing a lane with an Olympian or, you know, someone that's represented and, and I think, the seriousness is out of it. I think masters is what you what you make of it. Um, you can be quite get into it, or and then you can go. You know what? I just want to have a relax for a couple of years and concentrate on my career, or you know, got a few other things going on, and you can still swim at you know a leisurely rate, but keep your finger on the pulse, and yeah. you know, pick it pick it back up when when you'd like to. But it's you know, but as a kid, it's. Um, you know, it's a sport, it's school, it's eat, it's sleep. And, yeah. you know, there's, it's very focused and you don't, you don't have the distractions of a family. You don't have to worry about mortgages. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, and that, yeah, I, I think all that, that comes into it. And um, I, I was really found when I came back, the, 
the masters community um, we're just so accepting, and you know when they they see people swim and they they put in a good result um, or a good swim, and it doesn't matter what level, um, everyone acknowledges it, and you know it's entertainment as well for others, um, and they just like seeing people compete. So yeah, yeah I, I just find it's a really welcoming community, and you know for everyone at any level. Yeah, and I think part of it too is that um, it's very inclusive and, and having sort of, um, you know, the races are obviously seeded by time, not by gender or um, multi-class or whatever the case may be. So you can be swimming against someone um, of the opposite gender who's, you know, um, 50, 50 and you're 80 or whatever it is. And I think that's a lovely way of, of um, you know, just keeping that whole community together and as you say just the sort of the support that everyone gives each other i mean i've been at meets where you know 89 year olds have done a world record and and the whole place stops and claps for them because they've you know that's an amazing thing and i I think how tired i am at 54 (laughs) how are they going to swim a um you know a world record at 89 i mean it's amazing yeah and i i see that i've you know, I really look, you know, at those older athletes and, you know, number one, you've got to get there and, you know, you've got to make a lot of, a lot of good decisions in your life um, earlier, a lot earlier on. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people that don't make 89 or they're not healthy enough for, you know, to get out there and train and, and actually put themselves in the environment to compete because, like, we all, um, re- regardless of what level you're at, you're, everyone gets a little bit of, anxiety and a little bit of nervousness and that that you put on yourself um because everyone just wants to do the best they can and and i think if that wasn't there or it's um it's there's something wrong you you know you've got to be feeling something before you get in um it's just how you manage it and how you control it and everyone i'm pretty sure everyone has similar sort of feelings with that yeah how do you cope with that kind of feeling that you get when you walk out behind the blocks? Because as you say, everyone does still get nervous. It doesn't matter how old you are. What what kind of strategies do you use? It's really funny for me. Um, I get, like, I'll do club races with the kids and I actually get more nervous um, when I'm I'm doing the club races or the, the branch meets. Um, I haven't put my finger on it, but I think it might be towards the, the expectation. Right. Um, not just of myself, but, you know, if you're in heavy training and look, I know you, sh- you should focus on yourself anyway, but the, the nerves I have, I, I don't really enjoy them so much at the, at the smaller meets. Um, but when I'm, you know, say if I'm doing state and we've had a good prep, it's a different, it's a different type of feeling. Um, there's more excitement in it and, you know, it's, when things are going good and your confidence is up and everything's just working, yeah. it, you know, it, as soon as that gun goes it, and you hit the water, um, it's all gone. Um, it's just a matter of getting the execution right and, and swimming your race. And, yeah, so I, I find it's, it's a bit different. I, I do enjoy the bigger meets um, more so than the smaller ones. Yes. And I, I definitely... <laughs> Don't enjoy the club races. That's the worst one of the lot, having all these little kids stir me up before I get in. Um, but, yeah, like I said, that's, it's good, healthy banter. So. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure that you're putting yourself under. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, it's all it's all a bit of fun, and it, it's good yeah. when it's over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I think. Every time I do an open water swim, I think I'll be happy when I'm when I've uh, crossed that finish line. And then it's you know it's lovely. You've got all those people on the beach to um, socialise with and say what a great swim it was and how rough the waves were and all those kind of things. But yeah, at the beginning, particularly in an open water swim, I get very nervous. Oh yeah, the cold classic. I run into the water last week. I was. I was more nervous about running and falling over on the way into the <laughs> face plant in the sand. And yeah, so it was a nice gentle run into the water. I wasn't um I wasn't gonna go after it in the first 10, 15 meters. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't like those swims where you have to run in. I much prefer to start in the water and in the water yeah. start. Are there do you have any in the water starts in uh, New South Wales? Um I'm not sure if there are, I haven't done any of them. Right. Um I tend, I've been doing the Cole Classic um, the last few years and yep. I was, well, the um, Bill Gola one's been postponed because of the cyclone yep. um, and I've entered the Malabar Swim, but they're all running, but they're not, they're not a long run in, yep. um, probably only 20 metres or so. Yeah. Long enough, long enough. Long enough for, <laughs> for people who don't like to run. <laughs> yeah, short legs. <laughs> So what, what motivates you now to keep striving for your perfect swim race? Oh, look, good question. I Look, my boys are, are very much part of it. Um, right. A lot of people up here in New South Wales, they know my boys and, just, you know, they, they'll come to the to state and whatever and I'll walk them around and and that that's something special that I can, I can share with them. Um, they're, they're getting a little bit older now, so it's probably not as cool for him to be hanging out all day um but yeah look at there's there's that part but there's there's also you know that i suppose that desire to just do that you know execute the perfect or try to execute the perfect swim at that point in time um you know obviously we we look at the splits all of us old, older swimmers and you know just trying to you know come up with a plan and and lay it out and and do it so that's that's something that i you know obviously i strive towards um i've probably done a, a handful of swims that I, i've been really happy with not necessarily the fastest ones yeah um but yeah there's a handful of swims that i've put together since i've been back that i've been quite happy with yeah what springs to mind with those ones that you're happy with tell us about one of those one of the I did a 200 medley. Um, we'd actually been in America for for three weeks, and I only done did a little bit of swimming, so it was probably a, a good taper. Um, like I said it wasn't it wasn't my fastest swim, but it was just a swim that was easy in a way. It just sort of came together. I I didn't over swim anything. I don't think there was anything much left in the tank. But when I looked at my all my splits and how I executed the race. And in the back half, you know, the breast free, um, it was just a an easy swim. Whereas sometimes you you put it together and you can really struggle at at some part of the race. So that was probably one of my re most rewarding ones. Um, I've had one reasonable turn of breast short course, but I I haven't put together a a good one long course. I seem to be falling apart a little bit on that last fifty more than I'd like. 
So it's yeah, uh, and it, it's probably about getting that that balance right at the start. Um, yeah. when, I'm, when I'm in there, it feels all right. It's just that you know coming off that last wall. But I, I have put together one one reasonable short course one. Um, yeah. That would have been my best 200 breast. Yeah, I'm yet to master the long course. <laughs> I mean, 200, I find, is one of the most difficult events because it's that halfway in between. You've still got to be able to sprint some, um, but you've, mm. got that, you've got that endurance coming into, you know, third lap to get you home. And if you do go out too fast on that first 100, you really pay for it in that third lap, don't you? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to lose your arms before you get to that fourth lap. Um, yeah, it's a it's a long lap home. I've I've found that out a couple of times. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and so, looking forward, to, looking toward Japan next year. If you do go, will yep. you concentrate on the breaststrokes and medleys, or because you only can choose five events? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, we're we're training for the four hundred medley. Um. Yep. You know, that's obviously the one that I was when I was a kid. I, when I came back at. I suppose you know it's just been that event that was one that I enjoyed and doing. Um, so I probably defaulted going back towards that, and but it was my breaststroke that came on first. So that sort of supports everything. But yeah, look, it'll be be the medleys, the four hundred, the two hundred, the two hundred breast, um, no, the hundred breast. You, you know, that's sort of a. A supplementary yeah. event uh, and look you know obviously i'll do the 50 it's you know front end speed something you know i've never been blessed with um but you know when when you go to those meets you know usually you can pull pull something out it's a little bit of fun it's yeah. a bit of a fun event so um sometimes you surprise yourself so yeah you never know um, but yeah so and and look i don't mind the the 400 free as well so and emma turn it back but yep. yeah look I, it's just a matter of seeing yeah, what yeah, the, the program is. is. Yeah. yeah. Would you look at doing the open water as well? Because that's usually at the end of the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I don't mind doing, you know, 400 plus, you know, the 800 and the 1500, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not prepared to do it at the start of a program. Um, I just, you know, especially like say coming into to nationals, you've got the 800 on the first day. So I, I've got my focus is elsewhere, but you know, with the open water, and you know, if those longer distances were on the final day, I'd, I'd definitely do them. So, um, yeah, yeah, for you know, it sort of puts a nice um, for me at you know, open water at the end. It's sort of it's what you make of it, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's a nice way to finish the meet, yeah. You know, just nice, nice swim, nice and relaxing, and yeah, that's um, yeah, just a good way to to complete the the event yeah you can look at it more i suppose in a fun sort of the pressure's off you've done sort of what you wanted in the pool and that open water sitting there have you done the one at the pan packs before because that's usually on the at the end as well no i i went in 2018 um and i have to say i i wasn't pre um planning on entering it this time i you know they've got some fish up there that i'm not particularly fond of i i struggle <laughs> with that part probably most of us do but um yeah. Yeah. Look, I, you know, it, you, you've brought it up. Um, <laughs> I'll probably have a look at it when I do my entries. And yeah, yeah look at the first year I did it, I went up purely to, in 2018, it was purely to swim pool. Um, 
yep. and I wasn't focusing on open water at all. It was just going, do what I need to do and come home and get back to work. But yeah, look, we'll we'll see on the, the open water for for pan packs and see how we go with that one. Yeah, you always know it's there in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. And yeah, we're in their their territory, I suppose. So um it's yeah. funny, I I don't tend if I'm out social swimming, I it's a bit more of a concern, but when you're sort of trying to find the boy and you know, you're, you're putting a bit more effort in. It's it's not so much the focus. Um, or I don't find it is anyway. No, I think you're um, right. And also, you know that you're in the water with, you know, lots of people when you're in the middle of a race and there's lifesavers and uh, IRBs out there. So it's not the same as when you're just going for a social swim with one or two others. Yes, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of um, lot of movement in the water. Yeah. And you've got to be pretty unlucky then. It's, you know, it's safety in numbers, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell myself. But <laughs> Now, I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast um, what I call the fast five questions. So just tell me whatever pops into your mind. Favourite stroke and distance, which I think you've already told us. 200 breast. 200 breast. Yeah. Favourite pool that you've ever swum at? Look, I'm going to say... Chandler when I was 13 that was my first nationals um yeah and that that's obviously something very special I have a lot of favorite pools out there um but you know that that there was significant and um looking back at it now you know it, it sort of was a the start to wanting more and yeah but look every state I enjoy joy going to and that, it always brings back fond memories but yeah I'd, I'd put Chandler Chandler there. Yeah, great, great answer. Favorite pre-race meal has to be carbs. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be the carbs hitting the hitting the pastas. Um, yeah, nothing in particular. It like when I say nothing in particular, like it. Yeah, it's just got to it's got to be a pasta dish. You know, light meats in there, whether it's you know your chicken or bacon. But yeah, that that's what I'm having. You know, the the night before. The start of a, a meet so good. good to know i'll note that one down favorite, <laughs> favorite strength exercise that you do at the gym i like doing you know my, lifting my own weights and all that i'm not much for machines um i, yes. I get bored um so anything like your you know your when I say sit-ups, but your, your planking and all those sort of static exercises and lifting, you know, your chin-ups and all that sort of sort of work. Um, I like to use my own weight. Yeah. Um, and, and free weights aren't too bad. I just I just really get bored on machines. Yeah. Um, yes, I do them, but, yeah, I'd much rather do a plank for two or three minutes than spend two or three minutes, you know, doing, you know, pull-downs or anything like that. Yeah. How long can you hold a plank for? We used to do a three-minute cycle um, and, you know, we'd back when I was doing it a lot, you know, we'd have up to 10 kilos on our hips as well. So um, it's just one of those things. I think the more you do a, a plank, um, you will, you know, you sort of you get used to it. Yes. Um, yeah, but we'd, we'd sort of end up, you know, throwing the weights on our back as well, lower back, and just to try and bring a little bit more into into the exercise yeah that's very impressive um, favorite training go-to set so what's your favorite one that you do these days i'm quite enjoying the medley sets at the moment look we've 
we we do a set. I'm pretty sure everyone knows about it who's done it. Um, but look, Greg Tal, you know, he's he's a pretty astute coach and he, he puts us through. But I do like the 4050s, you know, where you do the, the three easy and and we do a variant on that as well. We've done ones where we do the 350s instead of doing them easy. Um, we do them at A3 and say, do that fly back. And then the fourth one will be, you know, a, a max 50 fly. And then when we get down into the 12s, it'd be, you know, back breast at A3. And then, you know, we, we do a 50 back flat out. So um, it is one you can you can play with and mix up. But I, I do enjoy that that set there there are a few sets I'd, i enjoy but that's probably the one that comes to mind yeah what time cycle do you do that on on the 40 um, we start the 16 off on a minute yeah um and then we just add 10 seconds each time yeah so we finish the the four max or four best possible time on 130 yeah and i just find that one's that one's there a good one it's good you know you do it at the start of the season mid-season and towards the end and you know, it's a good good measure for, for where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Good test set, definitely. Yeah, I, I do a similar one um, with hundreds. Um, yeah. They're very similar. And you can, it's good because you can either make it in form or, or in freestyle. So I think that those kind of sets, as you say, interspersed in between your season are a really good sort of touch point for you. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been lovely connecting with you and hearing all about your swimming journey and um, wishing you every success with your master swimming heading forward. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Yeah, hopefully um, see you in Sydney. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> there is an open water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't be doing that. <laughs> oh, it's in a lake. There's nothing underwater, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> I'll be sticking to the pool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I hope to see you there. Okay, take care. So, thanks, Danielle. Okay, Bye. thanks. Bye. Yeah. There you go, thanks for listening in to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Aaron and learning from his swim journey. Drop us a review or like or follow on our podcast platforms and socials. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.